What up, brawlers? Welcome back to Throne Hands. As Daniel and I will be previewing Fight Night I versus Calvillo. Daniel, how are you doing? Doing outstanding, Jacob. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Now, I'm not Seth Greenberg, but I promise this will be a good podcast, Daniel. So, all right, all right. I see. I see you getting a, a little plug in there for hooping with the moose. As, yes, as Jacob mentioned. Uh, Taylor Kennedy, I were uh, happy to be joined uh, by Seth Greenberg uh, from ESPN on our latest episode. So uh, we love all of our podcasts here at U92. Uh, so please go give that one a listen if you're interested in college basketball. Yes, please give that one a listen. It's quite good. All right, so we're going to start with the main event of the preliminaries. Um, we got uh, Charles Rosa versus uh, Aguilar. So... My take on Rosa's style is that submission specialist, um, he does have, which I shook, he's one of five people or so to do that in the UFC. And he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, so he, he lives on the ground, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. That's, that's the first thing I have written down for him is what you said. He's a submission specialist. And you talk about him being able to finish with a Darce choke. Uh, that's another thing that stood out to me. He could finish uh, from the top and the bottom as far as submissions go. I thought that was pretty impressive. And something else that sticks out to me a little bit about him is he fought at featherweight just last month. It'll be a little bit over a month since his last fight. He's going to move up to lightweight for this fight with Kevin Aguilar. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch as this fight goes on. Yeah, for sure. And with Aguilar, he he likes his knockouts. He's definitely a striker, and he gets in his and he gets in your pocket, which I noticed when I saw him fight. What else do you have for him? That that pretty much hit it on the head with him. He's he's really a knockout artist. He's also moving up to lightweight. He's a, a featherweight by trade, and he's he's putting some weight on to to step up. I believe this is actually his lightweight debut. Uh, but he's actually he's shorter than Rosa, but he's got a, a three or four inch reach advantage. He's a pretty long armed uh, boxer, and he uses that pretty well on his feet, like you said, when he gets into the pocket. This is going to be a really interesting fight because it's a really uh, very interesting mix of styles as well. Yeah, for sure. So for me, the keys for Rosa to win are is obviously get to the ground and don't let Aguilar get in the pocket because he will he will strike he will hit you with strikes. Uh, that's all I got. What do you got? That's exactly what I have. My my two big headlines: go to the ground, avoid the big punch. So that covers right. it. What's your thing for Aguilar? Uh, for for Kevin Aguilar. It's kind of the opposite. You you got to finish it early uh, on the feet and don't get taken down because Rosa is uh, far and away the superior uh, grappler and Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter uh, between these two. Uh, okay. So, so I'm looking at the events. They just added an event to the prelim. Um, Hannah Cyphers, who fought two weeks ago, is fighting again. So that's interesting. I just I just saw that in case you wanted to know. Um, so, yep, for Aguilar, it's get in the pocket and don't, just don't let it go to the ground. So what are your predictions for this fight? As far as this one goes, um, both these guys are coming off losses. Uh, 
But I think with the mix of styles we're going to see here, I think Charles Rosa gets this one by submission. I think he gets Aguilar down to the ground and finishes it there. Yeah, I have the same thing too. I think Rosa will uh, grab the submission sometime in the second round as he feels him out in the first round. So you and I have both chosen Rosa for the first for our first bout. All right, so on to the next fight that we'll be uh, previewing. We have uh, Espinosa versus De La Rosa. Now, with Espinosa's style, submission specialist, he is great in scrambles. He, uh, he really uh, sh- showcased that in his Dana White Contender Series uh, fight. And obviously likes it on the ground, but he's decent on the feet too. He has a lot of movement that will throw a lot of people off. So what do you have to add to that? that that's pretty much what stood out to me as well about Jordan Espinosa. He's athletic on his feet. He, he's not enough. And like you said, he's constantly moving around the octagon. He keeps guys on their toes. And I think that kind of helps him close the gap as far as his striking goes. Uh, he's at his best when the fight goes to the ground. Like you said, uh, scramble situations, he's, he's outstanding. That's where he really thrives. Uh, but against some higher-level fighters, once he started to kind of get uh, pushed more towards uh, contending in this division, he struggled. He's, he's lost his last two fights by submission, actually. So he's at his best on the ground, but it can also be a thorn in his side at times. Yeah, for sure. And then when it comes to De La Rosa, pretty similar style to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, submission specialist. But he also has a boxing background, so he can definitely get up in your pocket. What do you have to say for De La Rosa? I have to agree with that there. He's, he's a pretty good submission finisher. That's like uh, a lot like Espinosa. That's where he's at his best. And he does have a boxing background. He's not particularly aggressive on his feet. Uh, but he he does well. He's a sound technical fighter on the feet. And one thing that stood out to me with him, he's got a lot of stamina. He's got the stamina uh, to take it three rounds, go to the finish. And I think that's going to be a big key for him here. Uh, yeah, for sure. So for me, the keys for Espinosa are uh, win, it, win it on the feet or he could win it on the ground. It doesn't really matter. He can go either way. But what, what if he sees what's not going right for De La Rosa, I think that's what he has to attack. What do you think? I'd have to agree with that. Uh, I think between these two guys, whoever controls the fight when it does go to the ground is going to have the best chance to win this one. I think for Espinosa, when it comes to the stand-up game, he needs to stand his ground. Uh, that's a, an issue that I think he's run into because he has so much movement uh, in his stand-up game. So if he can stand his ground and throw some solid strikes at De La Rosa while also kind of sticking and moving like he likes to do, he'll be, he'll be pretty successful in that realm. Yeah, definitely. And I think with De La Rosa, um, I think if he keeps this one stand, if he keeps standing up, I think he has a better chance because of his extens- more extensive boxing background. I don't know if you agree with that, but what do you think? I'd, I'd have to agree with that. De La Rosa is the the superior striker coming into this uh, as far as his track record goes. I think a big thing for him is uh, Espinosa thriving in scrambles. It's those high-pressure situations that Espinosa is really at his best. I think if De La Rosa can avoid those situations, stretch the fight out over three rounds, uh, and just maintain control of the tempo, that's going to be the biggest thing uh, to carry him to a win. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my prediction for this fight, you know, I think – I think Espinosa will take it to the ground and win this fight. What do you think? See, I'm going the other way. I think I think De La Rosa does enough on the feet and enough uh, in terms of control to stretch this fight out, and he wins it by decision. All right. Uh, noted that one. All right, so on to a middleweight fight. 
middle. These are two very bright prospects in the middleweight division. Uh, we got uh, Roberson versus Vittori, the Italian. So Roberson style, powerful, extremely good kickboxer coming out of glory. And but the thing is, he's got a he, he has some submission game here and there. So that's what that's what's interesting about him. What do you think? The first thing that kind of jumps out to me about Carl Roberson is how motivated of a fighter he is. And it's kind of come back to bite him in the past. Uh, I believe uh, he took a, took a fight with Glover Teixeira on short notice in like his third UFC fight ever. And he lost. It was, I believe, the first loss of his career. Uh, but he's, he's an extremely motivated fighter. This, this fight's already been called off once uh, because he had to pull out due to rhabdomyolysis. And if people listening to this don't know what that is, that's literally a condition that's caused when you train too hard and your muscle fibers break down so much uh, that there's muscle fiber in your bloodstream and it stops your kidney function. Uh, so Roberson is, is extremely motivated, extremely hard worker, and he does have a background in kickboxing. Uh, but when it's come to MMA, he's at his best uh, as a ground finisher. And when it comes to finishing fights, at least uh, his submission game is pretty good. And I think that's where he's going to try to stand out. Uh, this is going to be an interesting fight because these are two guys that do very well on the ground. Yeah, and that transitions into Vittori style. Who's a, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt, but he's obviously very refined because a lot of his fights have come to, uh, to a submission. And he does have somewhat decent kickboxing, but I think Roberson definitely has the advantage in that. What, what would you say? I'd have to agree with that. Uh, Vittori is, is a very good... A Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. He's he's great in submissions and that kind of situation. He's also got great stamina. He's got a lot of fights that have gone to decision, and he's done well in those situations. One of the things that has stood out to me, he's still kind of a prospect at this point, uh, trying to push up into those contenders ranking, but he's competed with some of the division's best and done well when he's doing it. Uh, back in 2018, while Israel Adesanya was kind of uh, on his skyrocket to the top of this division, uh, Vittori fought him to a split decision loss and looked pretty good doing it. So he's definitely the type of fighter that is not easy to sneak up on, and he's very talented. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think that his talent will definitely carry on. I think we'll see him be a contender in the next few years because he's only 26, 27, I think. So he's, he definitely has a lot of potential. So what are your keys for uh, Roberson here? I think he's got to finish this one. I think Vittori is a much more well-rounded fighter as far as uh, stamina, conditioning, uh, to go with his fighting ability goes. So I think Roberson probably wants to finish this one early. If it goes to the ground, he's got to stay on top because Vittori uh, is probably even or a little bit better uh, when it comes to the ground game here. Uh, Roberson, keep it on the feet and finish it early that's that's the goals at least in my eyes yeah you basically took the words right out of my mouth there keep it standing use his speed and power definitely uses kickboxing and his powerful elbows to really uh keep vittori at bay so the keys my keys for vittori are get it to the ground use your uh superior jujitsu i i don't think there's much else to say there no i think i think if you're vittori you want to carry this fight out to three rounds probably unless you can get a really good uh, opportunity on the ground. I think he's going to want to control the pace, wear Roberson out a little bit. And if he does finish it, I think he's going to find it there. I don't think we're going to see Vittori win this fight 
uh, in the first round if it if it is finished. I think if he finishes this fight, it'll be late second round going into the third, and it'll be because he wore out Roberson. Yeah, definitely. So my prediction for the fight is I got a Carl Roberson KO. That's what I got. What do you have? See, I'm going the other direction. I got uh, Vittori. He's going to win this one by decision, at least in my opinion. I think his superior conditioning carries this one. All right, all right. I see that happening. So, to the main event of the card, we have Jessica I versus Cynthia Calvillo. Now, I style. Striker, very good striker, one of the best in her division. But she can wrestle. She does have a bit of a back wrestling background. Great defense. Uh, she's with uh, Randy Couture's team in MMA. And she can't. She can uh, take it to decision sometimes. What do you got? That's the thing with uh, Jessica I for me as well. She's an outstanding boxer. She's very agile as a striker and is is really good on defense when it comes to striking too. And she's not an elite grappler. She's not really going to finish people on the ground, but she's got great takedown defense, and that has has really helped her get to the top of this division. Because she thrives so much on the feet, she can keep it there because her defense is so good. Yeah, for sure. And with uh, Calvillo style, that defense will come in handy because she she is uh, fairly well-versed in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She likes her submissions. So that uh, that defense from I will definitely carry over to helping her not get in, get in a submission. She does have fairly creative striking too, but she also likes to take it to a, submission, uh, a, a decision. So what do you have on her? Uh, for Cynthia Calvillo, she's she's pretty well-rounded. She does have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu background, and she's got a great rear naked choke. But she's pretty versatile uh, when it comes to finishing fights. She's she's done it pretty consistently about every way. It's it's almost uh, 33% every, every way for knockout submission and decision finishes for her. So that's the thing is she probably will try to take it to the ground against Jessica I because she is going to be outclassed on the feet. Uh, but she'll do enough uh, in the stand-up to, to compete with Jessica I here. And if it goes to the ground, uh, this fight could go either way. Yeah, definitely. So uh, what are your keys for Jessica I? I think she does want to stay on the feet here because Calvillo is uh, more well-versed when it comes to jiu-jitsu and grappling there. And I think she needs to, to use the, the stamina she's proven to have in the past, control the pace of the fight, control the octagon, take this one as long as it can and, and probably try to carry this one to, de- to decision because I think when it comes to finishing fights, whether it be knockout or uh, submission, I think Cynthia Calvillo is probably superior in that category. So Jessica, I, if she can extend this fight out over several rounds, probably has the advantage. Yeah, definitely. You took the words right. I'm out. Keep it on the feet. And if you go to the ground, use your defense. And my thing with uh, Calvillo is, I think take it to the ground for the, for this one. But if you have to use your stand-up game, use your creative striking. What do you have? For Calvillo, I think she needs to get it to the ground and she needs to get it there early. Jessica I is one of the most durable fighters when it comes to, to stamina that this, uh, this women's strawweight division has. Uh, so for Calvillo, I, I think she needs to try to put this one away early. I don't know if she'll be successful doing that because Jessica I's takedown defense is so outstanding. Uh, but that's what she needs to do, in my opinion. Uh, take this one to the ground, use that Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and try to finish this fight early on, probably the first or second round. All right, so what are your predictions for this uh, women's flyweight belt? Bout, bout, not belt. I think, I think Jessica I continues to cement her number one contender status. She takes this one by decision. 
I have the exact same thing. I buy decision. Daniel, my man, do you have any last thoughts? Nothing really comes to mind. Again, we talked about this on the, on the UFC 250 review. There's a lot of fights being announced for this summer. Uh, there's a lot of really exciting fights that are going to happen this summer. Fight Island is coming in July. Uh, so this is a big summer for the UFC as far as promotion goes, as far as uh, kind of getting up to the top of sports right now because they're on, the only game in town as it stands. I'm really excited to see where things go uh, through the rest of the summer. Yep, for sure, Daniel. Daniel, thanks for coming on again. We always have a good time. Uh, we will sure. see you guys next time as we review when we review Fight Night I versus Calvillo.